Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 218th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net, Manscaped, and those sexy, sexy legends over at Audio Technica. But more on those guys and girls later. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8-Bit. And joining me today, the pizza to my cheese and bacon shapes, my podcast, Ride or Die. You can find her on them socials at Miss Allie Hart. How doing today, Miss Allie Hart? What up? Hello, I'm glad you picked my favorite too. I would have been really pissy if you picked the wrong flavor. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Something no, sacred. I know, I know. Your your number one's my number two uh, as far as the, the <laughs> shape hierarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's a it's a very delicate thing as well. Like a person's preferred shape flavor. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just okay. full disclosure, listeners. Anyone out there that's trying to promote chicken crimpy as the superior shape. <laughs> Unfollow me from all social media. Just Go do not home. talk to me anymore because it is trash. It's a stale tasting shape. Get my gone. T- my number Bye. two is actually uh, barbecue. See, that's that's my three. So I can respect okay. that. Barbecue's got good flavor. Um, I used to love licking the barbecue shapes, just getting that the little uh, you know red and green flavor yeah. sensation. <laughs> they were always like, um, you know, if you were lucky, you would get the little packets for school. Like Ooh, the little yeah. tiny packets yep. and yeah. Ooh. Would you also like did like empty the packet into your mouth as well, like all the seasoning? That, oh like, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd make sure I'd get all that seasoning that fell off the bicky and um, finish it off with a little little salty, shot of shot of flavour. Yeah. <laughs> God, shapes are great. I love shapes. I miss them so much. You don't know how hard it is to actually explain how great they are to Americans and how important they are and how nothing over here comes close. I found something that's similar to my okay. pizza shapes. Um, the brand Goldfish. I don't know if oh, that yep. ever made its way to Australian shores. But you can a buy pizza. the Goldfish from uh, from um, Costco. Oh, okay. But only, only the cheddar sense. flavor. Yeah. So they actually have a pizza blast flavor here and it's pretty close i wouldn't say it's the like it's the same but it's, it gets there it gets the flavor done for like you know when i know i want to get that hit and I can't get, <laughs> it's a drug addiction man i like um i like goldfish i like because they're, they're real crunchy like little little fishies super crunchy good they're flavor actually not bad i've been introduced to also pretzel goldfish and they're bomb Ooh, they're actually bomb. okay we actually have like yeah, five I gotta... packets <laughs> I got a good addiction to pretzels, so um, if they're in goldfish form, I would buy them. Like I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to be doing that pilgrimage probably to Costco on Tuesday. Uh, if got I know them. they sell goldfish. If they sell these pretzel ones, I'm going to buy them. And sadly, you can only buy them in like a pack of three, and the packs sadly. are like legit, you know, like <laughs> two kilo arm. packs. I'm going to have six kilos worth of goldfish. I think you'll be okay. I don't think they'll uh, go stale. You'll no, be fine. no. No, I had a uh, I had a couple of packets of the cheddar ones in the cupboard for like two years because I just couldn't get through them all. Really, that's my problem. It's just the easiest snack. Easy snacks are the dangerous ones, the ones that mm. you can just like 
churn through really quickly. So see, and they trick you because they're only a little fish. So you can just sort of smash a lot of them, them. handfuls just of them, and think, oh, they're whole, just little fishies. Have a whole pond. <laughs> whole pond just gestating in your stomach. <laughs> Pretty much. I've got to God. say, I'm kind of sad we didn't have our Halloween uh, intro again. I really enjoyed last week's intro for the Halloween okay. special. And I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was a bit different. It was a yeah. bit different. Like, um, <laughs> may, maybe we'll do just sort of do remixes. Any type of seasonal event we can we can try and change the intro to, mm. we'll do it. Yeah, unless anyone, any of our listeners are really good at mixing some stuff and they want to send something through. Oh, hell yeah. Please do. I do have a bone to pick with you, though. Okay. About, about the uh, thumbnail we used to promote the episode of the Halloween special after me uh, unloading that the most traumatizing horror movie was The Ring and then you proceed to go, I know what I'll use for the <laughs> thumbnail. <laughs> I thought it was on brand. Went, uh, went full circle. Face your fears oh, and nice. all that full stuff, Full circle right? on The Ring, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I didn't even intend for that pun. Well, great. Thank you for traumatizing me. I didn't traumatize me, but I'm like, that bastard. <laughs> It was a good it was a good listen back on that when I was doing the edit and um going through some of our, our fears and traumas in the game and film and TV space and seeing what maybe shaped who we are today or, or maybe warped who we are today. So, yeah, warped. Uh, <laughs> warped sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, but um I think the next sort of thematic episodes we've got coming up, we've got obviously Festivus to do mm. and then we'll do like our end of year uh like sort of Christmas Christmas wrap up, but that's sort of it. For the rest of the year, unless we try and pigeonhole it into some obscure celebration. And to be fair, it's freaking November. <laughs> like oh. we've got two months of the year left, so it's terrifying. It really is terrifying. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, I guess I laugh with some kind of like psychotic element because of obviously everything that's going on over here. But um the fact that there's only two months left of the year of the year that was 2020 yeah the mulligan yeah the mulligan that's yeah, yeah perfect yeah. for 2020 but you know what the the year ain't over yet we've still got american political dramas to uh unpack and deal with mm-hmm. for maybe the next several weeks potentially depending on how that plays out we've got next gen coming out this week yeah we've got uh plenty of cool things going on around the traps we've got a new craft movie of all things they made a sequel to the craft what in the hell? I stumbled, I accidentally stumbled upon advertisement for that and I just went, who wants this? Mm-hmm. It's what? out now too, I just remembered because uh, I was going to maybe go to the movies with my mum today, but I think we're just going to buy popcorn from the movies and watch movies at home because, uh, you know, comfort, all that kind of stuff. And my guts, full disclosure, oh, I'm putting really? Domino's on blast because they've been putting my ass on blast since last <laughs> night. Like... Uh, had the old, the fabled barbecue chicken and bacon and cheesy garlic bread. You can't not have one without the other. And I don't know what they've done to their recipe today or last night, I should say, but I have been on and off the toilet from mm. dinner time to recording time. And uh, isn't that good, Domino's? Um, it's That's, killing me. I saw your post on Twitter about this and then everyone that was like slamming Domino's in your responses. And I was a bit shocked because from... My last experience of Australian Domino's, not bad. Like, mm. bacon looked like bacon and vegetables looked like how they should. They didn't look like miscellaneous coloured objects on a, on a <laughs> didn't pizza. didn't look like barbecue shape seasoning. <laughs> exactly. 
So I don't know. I've always had like a pretty decent experience with Domino's. The only time I wouldn't get them is because oh, cheesy crust, man. I oh, from I'm about that life. Yeah. So if I have the option to be able to get access to cheesy crust, everything else goes out the window. Yeah. So every, everything's going out my ass window right well, now. Yes. Yeah. Like the, the window is wide open. The curtains are flying and just stuff is oh, coming out. Good like, morning, it is, listeners. Anyone that listens to us on their drive to work in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just picture that scene in Wizard anything. of Oz where the house is flying in that hurricane. Like, my ass is that hurricane and things are just well, and all the vegetables and meat yeah. and everything's just spinning around the window. Yeah, it is, it is not good. Not good. Um, outside of that, um, I was in the mother of all storms connecting the dots last weekend and hailstones the size of fucking cricket balls rain down in my area that was one of the scariest things i've ever been a part of because i was driving when this this hailstorm hit and it was insane it was something out of a movie and um i don't want to don't want to dwell on it too long but i had to duck and cover in the car because there was glass and ice flying around the car as these things were hitting and it was like hitting me and then I'm looking and there's a lot of cars on the road still and we all pulled over. I'm just watching these cars get hit. Like it was like a scene in some kind of war film where just this mortifier was going boom through windshields and back windows and side windows and panels. And fuck, it was it was unlike anything I've ever seen from a, from a weather situation <laughs> that I've lived through. I mean, I've been stuck in a hailstorm, like driving in a hailstorm and having to pull over but i've that like did legitimate damage like you showed the they were the size of your palm yeah and then the actual damage that they did to your car it was beyond ridiculous what the hell was wrong with mother nature that they i don't know it was uh it was <laughs> uh, like it was a perfect i guess the perfect combination of events happening in my area at the time like out like a storm hit throughout brisbane but it was only sort of maybe a 5k radius where this crazy ass hail dropped. And um, yeah, unluckily I was driving in it, but <clears throat> a lot of people copped it worse than I did. Like there's a lot of houses that are uh, yeah. unlivable right now. Like a, a guy I know through work, his house, uh, the hail smashed through the ceiling tiles. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the rain came in and then the rain just took the internal roof out and their roof and internal of the house is just cooked. So there's thousands of people at the moment in a in a bad way. My car's right off, um, which sucks, but it could have been worse. Uh, could have been a lot worse, but yeah. it was a crazy, crazy 36 hours because we lost power, lost my car, <laughs> my roof had holes in it. Um, it was bonkers. After recording that Halloween episode, maybe I it was know. cursed. I know. Mm. But anyway, that's life. You know, you can't do much about it. You just got to roll with it and, and push through, and that's what I've done. So uh, yeah, let's 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 shift gears to maybe some positive discussion about a few mm. games that we've been playing that we can we can have a bit of a bit of a chat about. Uh, maybe you could call these like uh, reviews in progress or ongoing impressions because we haven't finished neither of these two games at no. the moment. But I think we've got a <laughs> a good enough opinion formed around them to to have some good banter. Yeah, yeah. Now, who wants to go first? I guess I'll go. I'll go first because I think you probably have the more ranged uh, interest of a game. Okay. That's probably a bit more. Um, so I was lucky enough to get my hands on the uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon um, from Ryuga Gotoku Studio. Um, I got to play this one on the Xbox. Uh, 
Now, I've obviously only just really recently dived into the Yakuza franchise, starting with six, I believe, um, the one of the more recent titles, and then being told that, no, Yakuza 0 was where it was at, and by golly, everyone was right. Uh, so then uh, proceeding to jump into Yakuza like a dragon, I was I felt like there's some benefit to being able to have that reference because there are this this game is very reference heavy not not deeply like if this was the first game that you would play you wouldn't be lost because that this is actually following like a new character um ichigo <laughs> if i say that right which means number one right ichiban yeah. sorry um ichiban. Ichiban, ichiban kasuga yeah ichiban kasuga um and so you're following this new character new story I'm not going to go too heavy into story because Yakuza franchises are usually very um, story heavy. And I think it's an important element of playing a Yakuza game. So I'm not going to do anything that's like spoiler heavy or anything like that. Um, one thing that is different about this Yakuza, apart from following a different character, is the battling style. Like mm-hmm. usually it's like it was kind of like an open brawler kind of thing. But now they've actually to um gone to turn-based like rpg type combat and i was worried about that because i liked how the previous yakuza games it was just like run up punch whoever you want punch this guy punch that guy just you know go full at it um so turn-based kind of had me worried but they've actually done really well with turn-based it still has the chaotic crazy kind of elements that the other Yakuza games have. You can still use items around you in attacks, which is usually a main thing that people enjoy in the Yakuza franchise. But um, the turn base doesn't distract. Like it doesn't, it's not like those other games where you kind of like, you know how usually everyone's kind of like lined up and everyone's just yeah. staring at each other in, in this game, people are still moving. So if you encounter another gang or whoever, you know, everyone's walking around. Everyone's moving. So, you know, people That's in cool. your party. Not having them static around. like that, I yeah. think, would break up the, the monotony of just people glued in place. Exactly right. And I think it would, especially with the overall battling theme of Yakuza, it would just stand out, like, badly. So I think the way that they've done this is really well done. Um, I also like that there's this whole new element about leveling up your character, which is also very, like, rpg uh, in regards to characters, the story overall, Ichiban is adorable. He is such a lovable character and his goal is just to become be a hero. So this is kind of like what I've mentioned in previous games where these characters have very conflicting attitudes where they're like, I'm a dangerous Yakuza, but I have a heart of gold. <laughs> um, so it's, it's that kind of weirdness, but like... The story in Like a Dragon is just next level crazy. Like the profanities that are spurt in the like first few minutes of playing this game is ridiculous. And you're chasing someone down because they're selling. Oh, bear with me, everyone. I know this seems very me, but you're chasing someone down because they're selling animal porn to school kids. But wow, saying okay. it's real porn. Yeah. Yeah, so like it kind of like hits you right in the face, like with how wild the story is going to be. Yeah, it sounds like it don't hold back right from the jump. It doesn't, but in the same way, it's not too in your, it's not too like in your face where it could come off as kind of just like too crass or too like off putting. But um, overall, 
Um, story's great. Characters are lovely. Um, Ichiban is very endearing. And then the characters that you meet up along the way, because because of this new battle style, you actually have a party. So you can have add people to your party as you would. Yeah, it's like a four-person battle team, right? I think so. Like I'm, I'm really only at the start, but I've seen like four-person battle. But you have access to, I think it's about eight. Eight is from what I've seen, but you might be mm-hmm. able to have more. And the range of characters too. Like I've recently met my, um, my second character who can join the ranks, and he's a homeless person, um, and his his moves are like stinky breath and like i haven't gotten it yet but i've seen the move where he just like he lays down like he drops a cardboard and lays down and has a nap to recover his health so good on him it's a i like the outlandishness in regards to how far i am in the game this is like the one thing that's really turned me off the game is there is a lot a lot of just story just watching like the movie sequences and it just goes on and on like it got to a stage where you know how with your xbox controller or any controller that if you don't touch it for a while your screen goes black yeah that happened way too many times while i was playing holy moly like because i'd just be sitting there just watching the story happening in front of me and the story is you know interesting but it's just like okay like i kind of want to play the game now like it's sounding like very metal gear solid-esque like with three and then four, like where there was just so many cutscenes where you're just sitting there watching it play out instead of playing it out. Yeah, yeah, and it 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 feel it feels like that. I am gonna say though, now that I'm into the third chapter, I'm wondering, based on, like I said, I don't want to give away story, but based on how the story is going, I believe maybe the first two chapters are just essentially setting up the scene, and then where the rest of the playability of the game, where it really opens and expands i mean it takes you to a completely different location which you're not usually familiar with playing the yakuza games so Mm -hmm. i'm thinking maybe after chapter three it kind of breaks open a little bit more and maybe maybe the long-winded story sequences aren't as frequent or as long maybe i don't know and it sounds it sounds a little bit picky but just like i said like this controller like turned off a bunch of times like you know what wasn't touched enough so oh that sounds bad but like yeah it, it took a bit and it did kind of like drain me so laugh it kind of like drained me out a bit i'm like i want to play the game like i want to i want to get into it like i really yeah. want to get into it so when you're kind of just watching it it's like what am i doing here um there was also other times where the emotion was a bit lost on me when you would be walking into a story sequence and people like npcs in the environment around you would just evaporate <laughs> okay yeah yeah so they kind of had a did they come situation. back again or no so they just faded out they just fade out of the scene because i'm assuming like when it's like trying to maybe establish like a little bit of story a little bit of position like they're like oh these these people can't be here and then in the middle of you watching what's happening <laughs> people around you are just like absolutely like vanishing into thin air i'm like what the hell is happening here yeah, it's um, a bit immersion breaking it really is um the environment's great though like it's a very classic yakuza um the npcs are a little bit annoying like they i feel like they get in your way on purpose uh the enemies uh have been pretty cool uh i've had to deal with boxes like people who do boxing people who have molotov cocktails for some reason and in i've seen in the future that there's other characters like a flasher 
So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that, obviously. Yeah, see what abilities they've got. Exactly. Um, but overall, if anyone had thought about maybe picking up this game, especially considering I think it's coming out to the new gen at release for Xbox, not PlayStation. Yeah, so it's, so it's Xbox and PlayStation 4 on November the 10th, but PlayStation 5 is March the 2nd next yeah. year. So there's a timed exclusivity attached to it around xbox uh pc and playstation 4 but yeah if you want it on next gen sony you're gonna have to wait till march yeah so if you're a person that maybe hasn't really dived into the yakuza franchise or haven't even dipped a toe or not not know much about it you can actually pick this one up and it won't leave you not knowing what the hell's going on it will just drop you in it's a new story you'll be able to follow along you'll be able to get to experience the turn-based rpg style so i don't know if you'll be able to go back from that into the other games but for the most part if you want this to be your first yakuza game it can be and it's fun mm. it's adorable the story's chaotic it's wild which you know is perfect for me and i'm i'm enjoying it i'm really looking forward to playing uh, a little bit more and just having um, everything expand like recently i learned about you know earning money through collecting cans in a can cart so <laughs> i'm gonna race other homeless people to uh That's steal honest cans. Work. good yeah. honest work good 10 honest cents a can or 10 yen i don't know what the the conversion is over there as far yeah, as what I you got get per can well i got 150 yen and um you know ichiban was very upset with that so i'm like okay apparently that's not a lot actually yeah. That was one thing that I also didn't like. Um, in the previous games, I felt like you earned money very quickly. In this one, no, it's so no. difficult to earn money. <laughs> it's like not as uh, bountiful as the previous games and experience. So, um, have have you been doing a lot of those rando side quests and activities like the the karaoke and and they've got like a carding aspect in it, sort of like a Mario Kart vibe, don't they? I've yet to reach it um well the carding cut the can carding thing is very mario kart like where there's these little routes where you have to collect cans and it's very maybe similar. that's that's the one i was thinking of then, yeah. um but at this stage they really haven't opened a lot of like little side quest things for me at the moment and like i said i'm only in chapter three so i'm thinking that everything will start opening up from that point on i was really disappointed because i would go into um i went into this one building and it was like the sexy hotel or sexy sexy room i'm like hell yeah went in there it was just empty and i was like god damn like that's, <laughs> there's nothing in that's, here that's my house i call it the sexy room and just people rock up and there's just, just darkness um, <laughs> just so, me and two frenchies sitting in the corner i did also encounter a game of mahjong but um with a bunch of old people but um the entry was ten thousand yen and i holy moly yeah, that's I didn't some even high have stakes mahjong. Yeah, telling me. Plus, I'm not a hundred percent on how to play mahjong, so <laughs> I wasn't willing to gamble either way. Um, <laughs> so no, I haven't had access to any of those kind of things yet. Restaurants, buying things, yes, but yeah, there seems to be. Maybe they did it on purpose on the element of like, own, like earning money, and they kind of held you back a little bit. So yeah, make you want to grind it out a little bit more. Maybe so just cut the story so then i can because even even if there were side quests available i didn't go really looking for them too much because i guess the story dragged on a little bit i kind of wanted to just okay let's move it along let's move along. i want to yeah. kind of get into this and start opening up more so um but yeah i'm 
going to keep playing it and going to obviously probably check back in next week and see how far I've gone into and see if um, my experience has changed and um, I'll check back in with everyone then. But for the most part, nice. really enjoying it. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to play it. I'm going to be giving it a spin once I finish up uh, this game I'm talking about and then probably Miles Morales next week with uh, with Next Gen uh, rocking up on our doorsteps. Yes. Logistically touch wood. But uh, yeah, I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla thanks to those legends over at Ubisoft. Uh, I've probably dug in maybe, I'd say 20 or so hours this week. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty deep into the game. Uh, I've got a good grasp of what's happening from a narrative perspective. I've got all the, the gameplay mechanics uh, down to a fine art. Like anyone that's played an Assassin's Creed game will, will feel comfortable picking up a controller or a keyboard and mouse to play Valhalla. Uh, it's it's cool. So it's set in um, 873 AD, uh, and it's sort of a, a fictional retelling of the the Viking invasion of Britain. And uh, you're playing as Ivor, uh, who can be male or female. Or something that's cool with the game is depending on how you're playing, you you can sort of set like a middle option where Ivor might change male to female depending on your choices. Oh. So like, and and that's not like you know he's not a he or she's not a viking transitioning like it's not that kind of topicalness it's just depending on how you play the the game and, and you know terminus as they call it which is like the the augmented reality machine that um the the usual modern day characters jump in to, to replay these scenarios with their ancestors and things mm. uh, depending on the decisions you make it can weave one way or the other but i I um, hard specced and went the, the male Ivor for now. One thing's cool, you can change at any time. So if you, hmm. you get sick of maybe playing as the male, you can you can flip it and play as the female equivalent, which is kind of cool. Uh, you can obviously romance males and or females depending on um, your choices and, and your sex as well. So you could be straight male, straight female, um, you know, gay female, gay male, bisexual, whatever. You know, it's pretty fast and loose back in uh, 873 AD. But... Um, yeah, so it, it tells the story of Ivor. The game puts you in his shoes at the start when he's about, say, 10, 12 years old. Uh, oh. Bad shit happens. You know, Vikings are always fighting and, and chaos ensues. And then there's a time jump until uh, you're probably you're probably around, like it's uh, 17 or so years later. So you're around 30-ish. It's hard to tell. He's battle-hardened by then, got a couple of scars, got a pretty mean beard, head tattoos and stuff. So he's... He's sort of a, a middle-aged uh, Viking coming up. Um, he's sort of got a bit of prowess around the lands, uh, but due to some some sort of, uh, I guess, family decisions and that constant uh, Viking disruptiveness through Norway, him and his brother Sigurd have decided, we're, bugger it, we're, we're moving on, we're going to take a crew and we're going to try and establish a new clan, a new establishment, a new settlement over in, over in Britain somewhere. So mm. it shoots you over to Britain. And then from there, you're, you're raiding, you're, you're assaulting monasteries and things to, to get gear to, to build up your settlement. And then sort of it's just weaving in uh, loose uh, things that happened in real life back then, but also, I guess, playing on it a little bit because there is some heavy emphasis on like Norse gods, Norse mythology, things like that. Uh, but as far as the, the story itself Similar to what you were saying, I don't want to go into the meat and potatoes. I yeah. don't want to spoil anything because there's some really cool twists and some cool reveals and some cool uh, betrayals and, and all that kind of stuff that you're used to, I guess, in that Assassin's Creed world. You know, a lot of a lot of high stakes situations. 
Uh, and the cool thing with the with this game as well, as far as how things play out, there is a lot of um, conversation, dialogues, uh, trees that branch out. So depending on how you want to attack certain situations, you could maybe charm your way through it. You could uh, potentially just, I guess, almost intimidate your way into situations to get in and out of combat or maybe get the things you need. So depending on how you react and the decisions you make during the the, the game itself, the story will play out different ways, yeah. which is kind of cool. Similar, I guess, what you were saying with um, with Yakuza as well. Like they're really, really starting to double down on the the RPG focus, which they've sort of started to to focus on with um, with Odyssey and Origins. Uh, so you've got massive, massive, massive skill trees. Like it's it's sort of shown as like oh, like the Norse. Uh, astrology system almost you can see like when you're when you're picking skills certain ones you pick would then open up a, an arc over here that could give you certain buffs certain abilities or it could go another way so depending on how you want to play whether you want to be more of that typical stealth assassin's creed character attacking from the shadows uh you know assassinating people all the time mm. you can do that you can focus more on using your, your bow and arrow or uh, the way I seem to be playing a lot is I'm just going pure Viking. Like I'm just rolling in. I'm dual welding, dual welding axes and just cutting dudes up left, right, and center. And um, one cool thing with the with the combat, like they've really scaled back the amount of weapons and armor sets and things you can get in the game. Like the previous few games, it felt like you were just drowning in loot. Like mm. every time you do a new mission, it's like here's 17 new axes and 17 new helmets, and you're like, fuck. Like what am I doing with this? Like they've really cut that back and instead with your with your gear you just sort of upgrade it and enhance it in the game so you might only have say a half a dozen different types of armor or a half a dozen different weapons but you can go to the blacksmith and enhance 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 so it starts to get better abilities you can put runes in to, to socket it for buffs as well and also then they start looking a lot prettier too they're getting like very ornate and like you know really nice craftsmanship so mm-hmm. you sort of get attached to to what you're using in the game as far as weapons and your armor set and obviously they all will give you different buffs as far as if you wanted to yeah, play more stealth play more aggressive so on and so forth um so that's kind of cool i like that you you sort of get familiar with your weapons and how you play on the weapon front you can dual world literally anything so you could dual world shields if you oh. wanted so i i did it just for shits and giggles just to see how it will play Mm-hmm. and it is as chaos, uh, chaotic as you'd imagine it to be like you got two shields on your arms and you're swinging them like like double captain americas and you're like hitting dudes in the throat with it and spinning it around like it was fun but i've I've sort of settled on i'm, I'm dual welding two axes like two hand axes that's the way to go so you've got your light and your heavy attacks uh and you can also then like hold in uh left bumper or l1 if you're on the playstation to do like just a crazy like barrage and then you've got your abilities on top so uh in in the assassin's creed games as you know like the game rewards you for exploration and, and finding um hidden chests and, and random legendary artifacts and things like that and you can find um books like knowledge books within the world mm-hmm. and those knowledge books teach you certain abilities so you could have um you, you can have up to four buttons like four face buttons mapped for ranged abilities and also four for melee abilities. And that can be, you know, throwing a barrage of axes that can be doing a big jump launch attack with a big uh, massive crit on the end of it. Um, you know, shooting a heap of arrows through the sky into an, like into an area, stuff like that. So you can really play 
a variety of ways as far as how you want to go from point A to point B. Uh, early on, I found the combat f- felt a little iffy uh, yeah. to me. Maybe it was a mixture of uh, y- your gear levels not being that great so you don't have the abilities and you're just literally just parrying um, <laughs> R1 or R2, parry, parry, roll around R1 or R2. So it sort of felt a little, little vanilla. Okay. But once you start getting some of these abilities, uh, you can really start to feel like you're a badass Viking. And um, one thing that I've noticed as well, I could be wrong, but I can't remember like dismembering and amputations in the previous Assassin's Creed games. I could be wrong, but in this one, you're cutting dudes' heads off, you're cutting dudes' <laughs> arms and hands and legs off. Like it's They don't hold back. It's good. They're keeping very authentic. Oh, yeah. There is there is viscera flying everywhere, and then like, <laughs> depending on the enemies and the enemy types you're you're fighting, there's certain kill animations sometimes. Like the big pikemen oh. with the spears, the final one, like you rip their spear off and like ram it through their head into the ground. So they're sort of on their like on their knees, sort of bent over with a big spear through their head, but impaling exactly. them in place on the ground. So uh, yeah, like it's it's like that, it's very Mortal Kombat esque. Like there are some crazy crazy kill animations. Um, and I think it's just like it's perfect for this game because yeah. it is it is Vikings, it is raiding, it is pillaging, it is plundering. Like you can be as, I guess, true to the Viking cause as you like. Like as I mentioned, with raiding, like the way you get around, you've got you've got a long you've got a long ship or a long boat, you could say, uh, and it's just you and like almost like your guerrilla crew of, of core Vikings, mm-hmm. and you're squirting around the the rivers uh, through Britain. And you can pull up at certain establishments, just press Y to, ina- to begin a raid, all your crew jump off, you sound the big horn, and then you're running <laughs> in. And the goal is to just pillage and plunder. Uh, there's usually uh, sort of special treasures and um, supplies to then enhance your settlement in these monasteries. And once you get all the gear, you've conquered that area. Uh, so that's really cool. Seeing you and your, your Viking brethren uh, running in and just cutting people up. Uh, throwing torches like setting setting houses on fire like it's hectic like you feel bad at times oh. uh, I, I avoid trying to kill innocents uh, and the game also tells you to not kill innocents because the it'll desynchronize the the Artemis situation and then oh, the game yeah. will in, in temp, yeah. um, reset so you know you're only killing the bad people which which I like uh, you know a Viking must have some form of code like a Yakuza <laughs> yeah like a Yakuza very much like a Yakuza <laughs> But um, once you're done raiding, like you get certain supplies that you can only get during these raids to then enhance your settlement. So that's your township. And from there, you've, you've got your, I guess, your main headquarters. And then there's uh, an area for, for your core crew of Vikings. There's bakeries, there's trading posts, there's a tattoo and barbershop there, there's oh, museums. Nice. So you really pimp out this town. And then you can also then customize certain areas to put certain decorations. So you can really, really make make this uh, settlement your own mm-hmm. and feel very unique and unlike what maybe uh, yourself or Jono or Mary Smith or whoever might be playing uh, with their township. Like the areas where you park these certain uh, buildings is the same, but just the decorations you can change. Uh, okay. But really cool, really cool. And it's nice to see that everything you do in the game, I guess, ultimately comes back to Viking life. You want to, you want to um, build the best area this best settlement for for the future of your people really that's mm-hmm. that's the the crux of this game you want to not only i guess get glory as a viking but also set up your people for the future 
as we were talking earlier with Yakuza as well, like there's a lot of side activities you can do. You can hunt, you can fish, you can have um, like brawls, you can uh, brawl for money. There's drinking contests, which is <laughs> fucking crazy. Like you've got to skull like three big horns of mead and uh, mm-hmm. against someone else and it's, it's rhythm based and like because people are oh. like skull, skull, skull and they start chanting quicker and quicker and you've got to time the button press quicker and quicker. <laughs> But then as you start drinking, you get a drunken sway. So then you've got to sort of reposition yourself as you're drinking to try and win. And it is intense. It is so fast. And like not only just timing that button press, but like flicking the stick left or right to make sure you don't stumble over is awesome. Imagine being the team that had to work on the authenticity of that element of the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've got to, we've got to stress <laughs> test it in real life again. <laughs> got to get pissed again. Get out the mead. Uh, there's also Orlog, which is like a, a mini dice game. So you've got some gambling in there. Uh, like Marshall. Um, <laughs> I am um, 0-2 in that. I've only played two games. They're very. They're, I've noticed Orlog, it's, it's long. It takes a while to play out the oh. these sort of exchanges. So that's why I'm like, eh, I'll go back to it later because I've just been having fun with everything else. And then there's Flighting, which is uh, Viking rap battles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So picture, picture Viking 8 Mile. It is so great. It is so, so, so great. It's just good, dumb fun. So it's you versus one other person and they'll say a line, sometimes two, and then you've got to counteract that and you've got three options usually and you've got to um, like think about not only the flow of what you're saying, if it's going to sort of fit in with the, the bars that they've said, but also remember what they've said and counteract that. So, you know, it's it's kind of cool and... um it's it's awesome where you're just seeing like these Viking dudes like throw rap based insults at each other uh, to and fro. It's usually like a, a three round type of situation, Does but it's just cool because it just breaks up the game. Viking eight mile. I was just like I'm getting this weird visual in my head of a Viking wearing like a, a big sweater and a freaking beanie and a dark. Well, you can you you can like when you go incognito, you put a hood over, so oh. you could be rapping in the hood, like in the hood, like it's obviously rapping be in the like, hood. Yeah, Seems rapping in the rapping in the hood of uh, <laughs> it's, it's, ye old Britain. It's unique, but like I think I have to see it to really kind of understand like what it's doing there but if it's like especially if it's like kind of almost like rhythm based ish kind of timing kind of thing i think i would really enjoy that yeah it's it's great and it's just it's cool that it breaks up just the the game as a whole Mm -hmm. like uh one thing that they've gone away from from the previous games is you know usually you go into assassin's creed you might go to one of the one of the sort of eagle vantage points and it unlocks the air and then you just see all these bloody question marks with with things that can get very overwhelming they've broken it down now into sort of three main three main color coded uh scenarios so you've got yellow dots on the map which ties into some kind of tangible item uh piece of gear book of knowledge things like that so Mm -hmm. skills or loot based upgrades uh you've got other ones where white dots tie into artifacts which are uh, collectible sort of scavenger hunt replacements. And then the other one, you've got blue dots, which is world events. And that's sort of like your little side quests and things like that. And some of the world events you come across are insane. Like I was playing, and I reckon maybe an hour into the game, there was this one world event I stumbled across where this lady uh, dropped like some fancy comb somewhere and these dudes are (laughs) running around trying to find it. And it's like, if you find the comb, you get to spend spend time with this gorgeous uh um nor like woman from norway 
And so I found the comb, gave it to her. And then, you know, you go for a walk and then she's like, you know, if you want to stay, you want to bed me, let's go. And I'm like, all right, let's, uh, let's do it lady. So within an hour, I, I uh, slept with this woman and apparently she's just like, she's some divorcee. Like she lost her husband in battle as Vikings seem to do. And uh, she didn't want to remarry. So she's like, you know, I'm just, just keep keeping busy keeping myself happy and it's, I mean, it might be a comb this week it could be a bracelet the week after whatever she's just finding these these uh hopeless wannabe vikings uh to find this thing and get her kicks so uh you know there was something like that there was another one um where there was this lady who was uh very upset with the people in in sort of her township and she wanted you to get all these viper eggs so snake eggs and yeah. you got them gave them all back to her and she she cooked them up and ate them just so she could get really bad wind and like fart in the area to, to disrupt the people. So there's like, I guess what? you know what you're saying with Yakuza, like you've got this really straight and narrow, serious Viking quest story mm-hmm. about, you know, saving your people, becoming a Viking legend. And then you've got this insanity all the on the back of it. oddities around you, yeah. It's actually really funny, like how many links there are between the two games that we're actually yeah. playing. That's fantastic. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's been phenomenal. Uh, like as I said, I'm about 20 hours in. I feel I'm probably halfway. Uh, I no. have been doing a lot of lot of side questing or you know blue dotting or world <laughs> events as they're called in this game. I have been doing a lot of just the second I'll see like a gold beacon pop up on the map, I'm like, all right, I gotta go. That could be some new armor. Mm-hmm. That could be some more money because then I want to upgrade my settlement. You know, I want I want my township to be to be hustling and bustling. Uh, you know, I want want more people to be happy. And uh, one other thing that's cool with with that with that settlement is um, you're able to create your own specific Viking mercenary. So it's like your two IC for your raiding parties. They're, they're called a, a, a Joms Viking, which is like a, a a person for hire. And the person you create, male or female, you can customize the armor, customize their look, uh, and and how they how what they like as far as what they're wielding weapon wise. Uh, and then in the game. They're coming with you on all the raiding parties. But something that's cool is random other Yom's Vikings from people that are playing the game as well on that platform oh. will randomly pop up to your settlement and then you can pay 100, 100 silver to recruit them into your crew as well. So oh. so it could be, you know, rando user XYZ can pop up. You can recruit them, but you can also recruit your friends, Yom's Vikings, to, to join you as well. So if you're playing the game, uh, you're, you're sort of too icy. I could pay 100 silver they could join my crew on certain events and then mine can oh. join yours. So I was going to say, you don't take them away, do you? No, no, no. no. <laughs> like, so they're all existing in the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is you can have up to 100 uh, tied into your, into your... Like you don't have 100 with you in a battle. Oh. You have eight. I think it's eight. You have eight core people and you've got just rando Viking XY on, on your on your longship as well, but you have eight that you can pick along the way. So you, you'll meet certain ones along the way that maybe just want to join your party because you, mm. you're starting to become a bit of a badass or you can pay that hundred silver to have them join as well. But um, it's really great. Like I, I love the Assassin's Creed franchise. I really love what they've done with the last two iterations where they're in Egypt and then uh, and then Greece. And now we've got uh, Norway and Britain. Uh, I'm, I'm horny for Viking stuff. So I was immediately <laughs> like sold for this game when it was announced two years ago yeah thereabouts whenever it was 
So I've been waiting with uh, bated breath for this game to come out and I'm so happy that I've been playing it. I'm really enjoying it. I think, uh, you know, f- from a review perspective, like there is a couple little slight uh, sort of tearing with the graphics here and there or, or some okay. of the characters don't always, like it's not game breaking. It's not sort of destroying my experience. <laughs> Do they disintegrate? But, <laughs> they don't disintegrate, but... <laughs> I know that there will be like a, a quality of life patch day one that's gotcha. going to give everybody playing this the experience. And that, that's the hard thing I can think when when people like ourselves are playing some of these games before they're officially released, mm-hmm. you do have the the potential that this game might not be, like it still needs a few more minutes in the oven. And it feels like there's just going to be a couple of little enhancements that are really going to add some polish. But the scenery and the world, like running around Britain and uh Norway, it's gorgeous. It is so pretty, uh, especially when you're in Norway and you you, you know you're climbing these big um, you know snow-capped mountains, and the aurora borealis is in the background. Aww. You know you've got the northern lights. It's so 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 pretty. Um, and and one thing I'll just qu- quickly touch on before we maybe park this because we have been uh, deep diving on these two games for a little while. <laughs> uh, the customization, going back to that, you can customize. Uh, how your Ivar looks from a, a physical perspective outside of the weapons and armor, you can change their hairstyle, their oh. their facial hairstyle, their tattoos, their war paint. So you can really, really drill down and make this character your own, whether it be male or female, and have that proper experience for the way you want it to be, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, and you can find certain recipes out in the world or buy them from merchants to get more hairstyles, more facial hairstyles, more wall paint, more tattoos and things. So you can really, really pimp out how you want to look and how you want to you know, run around the battlefield. But I'm really, really digging it right now. Uh, we're going to do a spoiler cast, Jono and I, on this over the next week or so once he gets it finished. So we're going to do a full deep dive, full spoilers, full, full review style. But uh, as far as reviewing progress loving it it's one of my favorite games of the year so far and uh yeah i can't wait to get back into it tonight and uh probably just play it all weekend so uh yeah <laughs> i think it should be on everyone's radar and anyone that is looking for that sort of next gen day one purchase this this was where i'd put my money this and probably spider-man uh, are the two where i'd say if you got the cash they're the two where you should be throwing your money so uh yeah assassin's creed valhalla check it out this coming week <clears throat> it's on the radar on the radar yeah all right quick bit of housekeeping before we get into the back end of this episode obviously uh, 8bit.net is our centralized website but if you want some more direct hubs 8bitnation.net or shop 8bit.net for our official web store i can get the best merch over there t-shirts hoodies caps you name it it is all there when you're done checking out our web store obviously head over to audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica excuse me.com.au for the best audio-based equipment, you want headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables. It is all there. You want to get into content creation. That is the place to start as far as your audio equipment. Or if you just want to upgrade your streetwear and your day-to-day daily listens, head on over there and pick up some headphones because it is the business. Uh, when you're done checking that out, obviously, if you can rate, review, subscribe us as well as all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8 Collective on iTunes or your podcast player of choice, that would mean the world to us. Cost you no money costs you no time well very little time i should say you know you can have a review written and submitted within 60 seconds and will help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts and lastly uh, a little bit of uh, housekeeping episode 11 of the hungry game show is available right now over at patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit 
for the low, low price of $1 a month. And it sees one of the hungriest gamers ever come out of retirement to tackle Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together. That hungriest game we're talking about, that's Reese Kirby dusting off the podcasting microphone for another hurrah, uh, testing his mental might on uh, this little ditty that I knew nothing about until I put this episode together. So it was a learning experience for myself too. But uh, (laughs) check that out, patreon.com forward slash we8bit. Otherwise, it will be on the uh, Hungry Gamers regular RSS feed within the next uh, next week or so. So if you can't wait, it'll be available over Patreon. Otherwise, it'll be dropping after one of these regular releases on the Hungry Gamers RSS feed. But uh, let's uh, quickly talk about our friends over at Manscaped before maybe we get into a little bit of news. Mm. Okay, so episode 218 of The Hungry Gamers is is brought to you by our new partners over at Manscaped. And we're here to remind you to keep your D-pad clean and level up your game with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Listen up, fellow gamers. If you want to maximize the responsiveness of your joystick, start taking notes as we take you behind the curtain. The first thing you need to hear about is the Perfect Package 3.0 kit. It is loaded with everything you need to giga max your down under battle arena. It comes with a lawnmower 3, complete with advanced skin safe technology by way of its patented ceramic blade. And it also comes with a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels include the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant for your bait and tackle. This is a total game changer. Why are you not already putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body, people? Just why do it? You'll never look back. Next up is the Crop Reviver Spray-On Ball Toner that is not only to refresh your bait and tackle, but also gives you a little pep in your step. The Perfect Package also comes with a travel bag, disposable shaving mats, and a set of the comfiest anti-chafing boxes you've ever worn. This is the Perfect Package for your Perfect Package. And to get 20% off and free shipping, use the code 8bit at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code A-T-E-B-I-T. Remember, people, nobody likes a dirty controller. Mm-mm. This week's news headlines. And the first bit of news, it is very sad because you and I were both a bit excited about this one. I know yeah. I think... Scorn was was higher on your creepy list as far as Xbox exclusives, but the medium has been refused classification here in Australia. The upcoming psychological horror game from Bloober Team, the studio responsible for Layers of Fear, Observer, and the recent Blair Witch adaptation is saying that it may not release this upcoming title in Australia due to a ruling on the classification board website, which was first spotted by Kotaku. Uh, Refused classification means the game is effectively banned in Australia due to breaking some yet-to-be-specified rule. Most recently emerged that Wasteland 3 was almost banned in Australia for breaking a clause related to a supposedly indecent depiction of drug use. Uh, In an update, the Australian Classification Board has sent through a statement regarding the medium is banning in Australia. It doesn't shine light on the reasons for the ban on a content level, but does confirm that Bloober Team's IRAC submission breaks an unspecified rule. The Australian Classification Board itself has not received an application for the game. Here is the statement. On the 6th of July, 2020, the IRAC, which is the International Age Rating Coalition, tool classified the medium RC, which is refused classification. The tool has generated a refused classification decision uh, decision in accordance with Australia's classification criteria from input submitted by the developer. 
As of 4th of November 2020, the classification board has not received an application for a game by the title of the medium. If the developer decides to alter the game, they can use the tool to classify a modified version of the game and a new classification will be generated. Holy Jesus Christ, that wording is woeful. IARC, what in the Christ? Yeah, all, all official wording, right? And then all of this, all of this for nothing. We've now what, heard that they've had to push back the title. Yeah, so it was slated to release December the 10th mm -hmm. of this year and it has now been kicked uh, into 2021. It's going to be releasing on the 28th of January 2021. Cannot confirm nor deny if that will be in Australia, but at least most of the world will be getting the medium. Um, I Like reading this and doing some digging, it feels like someone at Bloober Team maybe forgot to try and get this thing classified and... And approved for the Australian maybe, audience is maybe. the way it reads. It's it's a bit weird, but it's also not the first time that we've or the last that we'll experience the Australian classification board pushing back on specific titles. What was the it was Outlast um, three was it Outlast, Outlast two got Outlast a bit of a peddling a couple of years um, ago. Yeah. Then we also although it wasn't a classification board thing, I don't believe there was um, a lot of controversy about Detroit Become Human and mm -hmm. scenes about. It was an infliction of um, pain or like attacking of children. Was that that they yeah. didn't like, or the scene, the specific scene where it looks like it almost looks like child abuse, or um, and then yeah, as they mentioned in here, the Wasteland Three as well. So it seems like Australia is still being a little bit you know hung up on which games that they're going to allow or get like ratings, and then there's a limit, right? There's it's just things that they straight out say no to. Yeah, it's just. It's just, they're caught in the Stone Age. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes no sense. Like, the amount of film and TV that gets aired on our screens here in Australia with no regard of child abuse, rape, drugs, murder, assault, whatever, you know, all the bad shit, all mm -hmm. the controversial things that are pretty jarring for people to see. But when it gets then translated into game form where you have to press a button to do that, it's like... That's bad, but pressing a button to play it and watch it is fine. Like, you know, I feel it's splitting hairs. Like, I know that you are indirectly controlling the act then in the game, but, you know, it's still a I mean, bit of media playing out in front of your eyes. So I think they need to try and align the, the ratings. Like, it's something we've talked about for a while. Like, we've only just had an R18 rating for video games here in Australia approved over the last few years anyway. Mm. But, you know, I just I just don't get it where you can be channel surfing and see someone get shot, overdose on drugs or whatever at any given time. Even during the midday movies, you see some heavy shit. Yeah. But games aren't, uh, you know, they're, they're the ones privy and uh, deserving of the scrutiny. I just don't understand it. Yeah. And, like, there's obviously little elements that they try to get involved on why they don't think that, these games should be allowed through but i'm wondering like kind of like you said being stuck in the stone age are they still thinking that a good majority of gamers are 18 and under like mm. there's us grown-ass adults still playing video games and these games are made for us essentially and we're old enough and dumb enough to make our own decisions and play what we want watch what we want so if it's an accessibility thing like you said a lot of bad shit is on TV and a kid can click a button and it's there for them. So Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's just 
yeah just the 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 guidelines from film and television compared to video games here in australia at the very least is just baffling to me like <laughs> they've, they've got these classifications like there's an r18 you need to show id to buy those video games like yes your parent or your friend who is 18 could still buy it and then give it to a kid but that's no different to them also buying an r18 film or a porno and then giving it to a kid like yes it's not right and it's against the the age rulings but you know, it's just it's just baffling to me and um, I think it's going to just continue to be baffling to me and continue to disrupt the industry here in Australia and, and make it hard for games that are edgy or honest or confronting real-world problems that I think deserve yeah. a spotlight, uh, potentially getting refused classification. Like, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. I think it's just very much... You know, they think, oh, it's the whole video, like violent video games create violent people. It's, it's that kind of old school, dumb thought process where it's like, oh, he played a lot of GTA. So yeah, he's going to be a murderer. You know, that kind of shit. Like it's just, anyway. I played a anyway, lot of Cooking I, Mama and I'm not a master chef. Damn it. I wish you were. Oh, I wish I was too. Yeah. See, and that's what I mean. Like it's, they, they can hold, yeah. They play GTA or Fortnite or whatever, so they're, they're going to want to buy a gun and shoot people. But, yeah, if they play Animal Crossing all the time or whatever, you know, there's no one saying, yeah, they're going to get into the hotel industry and be really caring and, and great in hospitality. Like, it's they only take the negative spin. I've played a lot of Sandman Kagura too and nothing's come from that. <laughs> <laughs> you could get yourself into trouble with that game, though, because there is a lot of, uh, you know, questionable aged... Females yes. running around in yeah, that game. Don't it's tell a slippery me. slope. <laughs> it's a slippery, slippery slope. Uh, but doubling back on the next bit of news to a game we were just talking about, and that's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I have not come up against this fellow in the game yet, but fresh off their World Series win, the Los Angeles Dodgers have added an, uh, another claim to fame. One of their team members has earned a place in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Outfielder Cody Bellinger will be a play, uh, playing a character fittingly known as Otter Sluggerson. Bellinger went through the typical character ranks of mocap, face modeling, and providing the voice for Otter. In Valhalla, Otter is a Dane with a knack for hitting rocks very, very far. A characterization not too far from his Arizona-born real-world counterpart, known for, racking, uh, known, for, known for racking up the home runs on the baseball diamond. Otter is, of course, aimed with a large spiked club that allows him to make his big hits. Otter also has a distinct look of glare-cutting black under his eye, typically worn by outfielders like Bellinger. So, uh, Why? you know, yeah, it's Why? unnecessary. Like, okay, cool. Maybe he's a big video game fan. Maybe he's a, he's mates with one of the, the writers or producers uh, of Valhalla. But it just, it just yeah. feels so placed. Like they did, didn't even try with the name as well. Like Sluggerson. Otter Sluggerson. <laughs> good at hitting rocks okay <laughs> yeah like no doubt that's going to be one of those blue world events that you're going to come across in the game oh. i haven't encountered otter sluggerson yet but uh, i'll let you know when i do uh, uh but it fits in with that quirkiness that we talked about i guess you know it's such a shame too because in like the american baseball league there are some very hairy viking looking dudes and i think i saw a photo or like at least how he's placed in the game and he seems pretty clean cut Mm, so, missed opportunities damn shame yeah like i know um josh donaldson uh who 
I think he's playing with Minnesota these days, but when he was with the Toronto Blue Jays, he was cast in the Vikings TV show. He had like oh, a little nice. tiny cameo in that. Uh, and and he, he was bearded and like scruffy hair and stuff, so he fit the mold. See, um, Hunter Pence is a big gamer and he yeah. recently retired, so it'd be pretty cool that he could have put him in the game. Yeah, he's, and he's rocked a beard. Yeah, he's got the beard. He's got, you know, a little bit of long hair going. You can see that. Missed opportunity. Very missed. Missed opportunity. But anyway, uh, it's... It's more mainstream crossover stuff. You know, won't be the, not the first, won't be the last. But uh, yeah, Otter Sluggerson. I'll let you know how that uh, that world event plays out. Oh, please do. Yeah. And and the last bit of news we wanted to discuss uh, here on THG 218 is the first round of next-gen console reviews are in. Obviously, the NDAs dropped over the last couple of days for both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. And we didn't really want to deep dive on this because I think we will be doing deep dives once we get our hands on them and and start to sort of feel these consoles out ourselves. But I thought we'd just maybe uh, recap the verdicts. We've grabbed them via the IGN uh, website there. And uh, I'll read this little paragraph and then we can sort of talk about the scorings of both of these out of their, their scoring system of 10. And the Xbox Series X verdict review We can only assume that the Xbox Series X will wow us with new and spectacular next-gen games eventually because there isn't much to judge on it right now. But in the meantime, no matter what current games you throw at it, your loading times will be drastically cut, your frame rates will be smoother, and your resolutions will be higher. This bold and minimalistic minimalistic designed box is quiet, compact for those... uh, This bold and minimalistically designed box is quiet, compact for both the power... It packs and especially how it compares to the PS5. Capable and loaded with convenience features like instantly resuming and cycling between any of your recently played games compared directly to the PlayStation 5 specs, it flat out gives you more power for the same price. It's going to be a joy to see what developers actually do with it in the coming years. And it got uh, an 8 out of 10, which uh, Mm. equates to the word great for their review. Mm. And the PlayStation 5 verdict with the launch lineup dominated by games that are also available on PS4 and on the back of a generation already punctuated with incrementally more powerful hardware revisions like the PS4 Pro, the PS5 doesn't quite land as a knockout punch yet, but it's definitely got the power and speed to be a real contender, although the jury's still out on the stamina of the tiny 667GB SSD. However, while the PS5's well-considered UI and blisteringly quick loading times for, for PS5 games makes it a pleasure to use, it's the DualSense controller that's proven to be the surprise haymaker I never saw coming. It truly leaves other controllers feeling primitive in comparison. And it also got an 8 out of 10 slash great score from IGN. So uh, they've come out and it's a draw. The first, the first no salvo is uh, even Stevens. I don't blame them, like, in the sense of, like, could you just imagine the backlash if one got way more than the other, you know? Like, I I really wanted to hear if the PlayStation 5 was loud. I wanted to, like, hear about that because it's a bigger console. It's got the bigger fan, which is why they say it's the bigger console. So I just kind of want to know that we're not going to experience the, uh, the jet engine that uh, everyone kind of experienced previously. I think I think probably comparing the two from a noise perspective, like trying not to sound like a Sony hater and all that kind of stuff. Go on. I'd say it probably will be louder, just knowing <laughs> the hard and and the fact that I guess sound was not mentioned in that recap where the yeah. Xbox they did say 
you know, it's it's whisper quiet, things like that. So yeah. maybe when you are running running some of these games mm-hmm. at the maximum capacity, you're going to hear that fan kick on and <sighs> potentially muffle some of the sound coming through your, through your speakers. So it's, it's a damn shame. And it's interesting, though, that they kind of um, listed one of the things as the tiny, for the PlayStation 5, the tiny 667 gigabyte SSD. Yeah, you can point that out, but at least PlayStation hasn't done the whole, you know, you can only use one brand of external hard drive to extend you know internal like capacity so you can link up any additional external hard drive to a playstation 5 as opposed to the xbox series x which you can only use the specific one right yeah so, so they've got their little proprietary slot for expandable ssd like you can put a standard usb powered uh hard drive into the xbox but you're not going to get them fast load times, so mm. you're still going to feel like you're playing maybe on your, your one x or your one s so you can expand your your storage, but yeah, you're not going to get that bump as far as instant load, jump in, jump out type of situations. But doing the rounds off the back of this, I think the general consensus with most uh, sort of news and media outlets on this is it doesn't feel like this is a necessary day one purchase for both platforms. No. Uh, like they're they're all like it's awesome, it's great. You're gonna get better graphics, quick load times, but without like, <laughs> you know, you think of Xbox Series X, you think if Halo Infinite was available day one, yeah, I think the tune would be slightly different. Where they'd be like, you need this game, you need this console day one, like get that in your mouth. Where PlayStation Five, yeah, they've got some awesome games like Miles Morales and stuff like that's cool, but the fact it's also releasing on PS4 uh, takes a little bit of shine and sort of uniqueness and hype away from it Mm. from my perspective i'm still going to be playing it day one don't get me wrong but there isn't games on the list that is coming out at launch for myself i'd say potentially yourself and most people out there that are massive hooks that are saying this is gonna change my perspective on gaming you know the second i play it and power it up like it's it's cool i think these are consoles that are, that are rippling through the, the industry and got people hyped, but it's more so, as as it sort of says on the final line here for the Xbox, it's going to be a joy to see what developers actually do with it in the coming years. So I think it's early adopter. You're going to be waiting 12 months to really see what this console can do mm. when some of these other games start coming out. And same with the PlayStation 5, but the DualSense controller is getting all the hype and all the love with some of the intelligence and smarts that are tossed into it. So I'm excited to be playing with that and, and feel those uh those haptic triggers and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. I've noticed a lot of people have um, also just enjoying the general like hand feel of the controller as well. You're welcome. You know, I still stand by the fact that they realized that Xbox had the more superior designed controller for in hand, like so I'm still going to stand by that. But yeah, a lot of people have been pretty impressed with the actual controllers. So I'm looking forward to using it. I'm curious to see how much it enhances the experience. So I was nodding aggressively to that entire statement. Yes, uh, the Xbox controllers are the, uh, are the superior, but it feels like PlayStation now with the DualSense, it looks media. It, it does, it's not going to feel as flimsy. Like that's one thing with the, like the PlayStation 4 controllers, especially it almost feels like you could twist it and snap it compared to an xbox controller or a pro controller. i like a little bit of weight in mm-hmm. the controller and so we're going to be experiencing that and then just all the tech that they've pumped into that thing it's it's really exciting mm. so um can't wait like we're gonna 
We're going to be doing a deeper dive on these consoles over the coming weeks as well. I mm-hmm. uh, don't know if we'll do sort of maybe some standalone potties, just middle, maybe mini ones on the PlayStation 5 and then maybe one on the Xbox. I don't know. Mm. Something we'd never really talked about until just now, but just no. throwing it out there as we <laughs> just, like to hear. Just reading the rooms and throwing some ideas out there. We'll see how we can. That's it. That's it. Live <laughs> workshops here at THG. But yeah, we'll we'll do some deeper dives. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm a bit curious, like, because it's definitely a question of like what people are interested in playing uh, with these new gen consoles. Um, Game wise, what's available? What are people looking forward to? One hundred percent, and I think that segues us perfectly into this tweet of the week. And this tweet comes via way of those legends at we are 8-bit on them socials. The uh, if you haven't followed them, be sure to do so because they're pretty freaking cool. So my mum says. And uh, this tweet, next week brings next gen to the world. What's everyone going to be playing on day one? Question mark, question mark. And uh, the first uh, tweet response here we got from Australia's John O'Peck at John himself. He's saying most likely Astrobot while Miles Morales installs. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So Astrobot's a, a pack-in game for the PlayStation 5 oh, and okay. it really flexes and showcases what the DualSense controller is about. So it's... Like I'm not going to call the game a demo, but the game it's is going to be demonstrating the the hardware. You could say. Yeah. <laughs> I miss packing games. I think this is great that we're seeing some of this I again. I miss PlayStation Home, making yeah. a little avatar and just hanging out with strangers in weird places. Yeah, bring it back. Bring that back. Classification board's going to be all over that. <laughs> all right, the next one at Calgar, in bold capital letters, Demon Souls. I'm, I've pre-ordered the game. I'm terrified because this game is going to make me cry probably emotionally, literally, internally, externally. <laughs> I'm just going to be a mess playing this game. My husband's so excited for it. He keeps on saying, like, are you going to play it? I'm like, no. And he's like, but look at it. He keeps on showing me screenshots. I'm like, no, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not playing it. I'm it not looks- a fool. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. It looks I am a fool. It does look good. Yeah, no, I'm not a sucker for punishment. Yeah, this this game, I'm going to be swearing so loud. And um, I guess I'll be thankful that the, the DualSense controls are a bit sturdy because I probably would break it in half <laughs> if it was a PlayStation 4 controller. Uh, Don Fisher at Dodgy Don Gaming, he says Destiny 2 and Sea of Thieves. Nice. Obviously, Beyond Light dropping this week as well. Uh, which is very exciting. So uh, we're going to see what that's all about. And then uh, obviously we've got Destiny 2 available and Sea of Thieves available on Xbox Game Pass. So you can get those for the low, low price of you know $10 a month or $14 a month if you're getting the ultimate uh, Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm keen to play some uh, Beyond Light. Very I'm keen so to get excited. back in and see this new subclass. Yeah. So excited. Yeah, and just new story as well. Just getting some like background detail and everything like that seeing the development where we're going where we're going next so exciting heck times yeah heck and yeah uh edward kenway marge at me underscore ed underscore person on them twitters he says for this series x assassin's creed valhalla mm-hmm. nice i respect that hat tip and uh gears tactics oh. and on the playstation 5 uh, black ops cold war oh, yeah. and demon souls getting some more love god about um cold war coming out yeah, it's just sneaking out as well. Um, I'm going to be playing a bit of that. That's for damn sure, especially with that cross-platform multiplayer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, Jason Goulding at Gould 76 He doesn't need to say nothing. He just gets that juicy screenshot of uh, Miles Morales 
slinging webs. So we know what he's going to be playing on day one. Uh, Dazzling Dazzadi, Astrobot, Godfall, timed PlayStation 5 and uh, PC exclusive coming out on the Xbox six months later. Uh, mm. Dirt 5 and Spider-Man Miles Morales. And he's also saying we'll be getting Sackboy a little later on. Oh. I pre-ordered Sackboy. Did I you? don't know when I'm going to play it though. <laughs> and the, the other game that escapes me now, it's it's a play. it was a launch title for PlayStation Something like ah oh, doesn't matter. I'm gonna completely butcher this now, but it was like a like a destruction derby arena game with like Overwatch looking type of characters that was oh. meant to be day one launch. It's been kicked into the future, oh. and now it's going to be included free with PS Plus. I pre-ordered that game, and I think I paid it off already. So I need to go see EB Games. You're like mother effers, give me my money back because it was like 120 bucks. Oh my god. It- Wow, okay, I'm not going to judge you and I'm not going to judge a game that no one's played yet, but yeah, dropping that kind of money on it. Yeah, I was Mm. dumb. (laughs) Grox at JT Culverhouse. I'd say my main focus will be Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Dirt 5 on the hashtag Xbox Series X. A lot of Dirt 5 mentions. Yeah, yeah. Matty Tilby at It's Tilby uh, has been uh, streaming a bit of that over on the Twitch and should have a review coming any day now to youtube.com forward slash we are 8-bit. And the last one at Brett NLL, which is Brett Medlock, he says on the PlayStation 5, Spider-Man Miles Morales and Demon Souls and on the Series X, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War again and Gears Tactics. Oh. So we've got an assortment uh, of games there. We've got a, a, a couple of common hitters. A uh, few that I noticed were absent from this list. Bug Snacks, which obviously uh, PlayStation uh, free game available on launch on the PS4 and the PlayStation 5. Uh, some other ones there. We've got the the Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, mm-hmm. which is out available that day as well. Um, and then sort of scrolling, we've got a few enhanced editions of, you know, NBA 2K, Man Eater and things like that. Um, but outside of that, I think all the games of note that are going to be out day one have been mentioned there. Like, uh, obviously, Yakuza Like a Dragon mm-hmm. drops on November the 10th as well, which uh, is going to get a bit more bit more love, a bit more playtime. I'm, I'm keen to play some Godfall as well. I keep forgetting that uh, that's coming out. That looks like... How would you class... It looks like des- merely Destiny. Like, <laughs> yeah. with weird god armor suit situations going on. Like, it's... It just looks crazy and frenetic and uh, the fact that you can play with, with squad mates and uh, it's, it's a real world like looter. It's not shooter, like looter merely. Mm. I was trying to think of something cool and rhymy but couldn't. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's here. Next Gen is here. It's scary like how it technically didn't sneak up on us considering how much there's been pushed back with both consoles, games, everything like that plus the year we've had. But it's here, it's now, it's this week. Holy crap. It, like, I got to be hanging around the door for deliveries. <laughs> yeah. Hold <laughs> on to your butts, everybody. Shit. Yeah. Hopefully, everybody's pre orders arrive on the day they're meant to, or their pickups are going to be there on the day they're meant to. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope it's a it's as painless a process for everybody, not only consumers, but retailers. Uh, yeah. Because I know there's probably going to be people spitting fire for any issues and delays. <laughs> you know, the world is still. Uh, on fire so mm-hmm. just be patient you know your, your logistical companies and things are dealing with a lot of stuff their bandwidth is stretched so your stuff will get there 
don't be a dick. Don't get on social and start flaming uh, retailer X or or Australia Post or whatever. Like they're doing as good as they can. Just be excited. You got the gear and you've got it day one. Asterix. Because at, as it stands right now, I still don't have an Xbox Series X guaranteed for day one. So woe is me. <laughs> but I'm going to haul myself out this coming Tuesday as much as I can to ensure I get it from somebody. Just realize that's really brave of a guy that was pitching a console because it's a second ago. <laughs> I totally feel... I, I will get one this week. It's just real, Come hell was, or high water. That was real determination. He's just going to see a kid in the street holding theirs and just like straight kick him. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be uh, Jerry Seinfeld stealing that bobka from that lady in the street. Just challenge him to Shut up, a, you old bag, and then just run it. <laughs> challenge him to a Viking rap battle. Oh, yeah. Let's flight. I'll flight for an Xbox One X, uh, Xbox Series X. I'll crush some mother fools in a flight battle. Let's do it. But, yeah, this has been episode 218 of THG. Uh, mm. The, the calm before the next-gen storm. Holy guacamole, it's here after all these years yeah. and all these podcasts. It's here. We're going to be playing these consoles any day now. Yeah. My goodness. We're going to be talking on a new level. We're going to be pointing out new and different things and hopefully the game. All them teraflops. Oh, what are we going to do with all these flops. teraflops? Ah, all them flops. Holy moly. But, yeah, this has been uh, episode 218. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to quickly shout out... Uh, we haven't been talking much TV lately, but uh, anyone that's looking for some stuff to divulge, uh, oh, well, stuff to consume, uh, The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, I cannot recommend highly enough uh, about a young sort of female uh, chess prodigy growing up in the 60s. That premise probably doesn't sound overly exciting, but trust me, it is phenomenal. Sell it. Um, Utopia over on Amazon, really, 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 really good. Uh, very, very sort of uh, real feeling watching that show because it's dealing with uh, global plagues and viruses and the media lying and all that. So it feels very close to home. Mm-hmm. Obviously, season two of The Mandalorian's out. Second episode dropped last night. Mm. So good. First episode for season two the other week. Saw Timothy Oliphant in it. I love you, Timothy. I'd, I'd sit and watch you read the paper and... <laughs> You know, I'd be happy. That'd be a great show. He's a good-looking man. And there are something that you and I have both been watching. Ted Lasso. Binge the shit out of that in one night. Yes. I'm going to stand behind that one 100%. Ted Lasso, it's just a feel-good, like endless, just perfect episode to episode. Not a single bad episode between them. It's just such a feel-good, like, lighthearted comedy with some real-world, like, you know, real-life issues in there thrown in there, but just... Just lots of fun. I just did not see myself um, having a soccer slash football TV show as being one of my favorites of the year. So, but so nice. I got to say Amazon and the various people making these trailers really undersold the show, I oh think. Because I saw God. the trailers and I'm like, this looks like shit. I've like, got no interest in this. It looks so bad. It looks like, oh, this goofy American, he doesn't know soccer. Oh, like it sold it like that. And I'm like, that sounds stupid. But it's not it's not about that. It's just so wholesome. It's about like, you know, believing in yourself and the importance of believing in each other and it's it's really good. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis crushes it as Ted Lasso, and I cannot wait for the second season. Like, I was blown away. Like, I like people have recommended this to us a few times over the past 
It's been out now maybe, what, four months, I'd mm. say, maybe a little bit longer. And I was just like, whatever, dumb show about American football coach teaching soccer. Like, how how great does that sound, I rolled. But, yeah, I put the first episode on and I was hooked and I binged it all in one night until, like, I watched it until, I don't know, 2 a.m. or something because I'm like, I can't stop. I want to know what happens and I'm really glad that I finally checked it out. So uh, yeah. give it a spin. Yeah, so, like, one thing that I love about the character of Ted is he's just absolutely quick-witted like little quips that he has of positivity and i'm like this is so great like who wrote this show and apparently the guy that did scrubs was involved so that makes a Mm. lot of sense yeah but uh phenomenal show so so check those ones out when you've got some free time in between playing your playstation 5 or xbox series x or s but yeah this has been episode 218 of thg Mm. it has been our pleasure to bring it to you 8-bit nation but until next time Much love. And see you in the next gen. (gasps) You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.